Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We begin a fresh journey today with the Seven Senses of Marriage series. Pastor Ed Young will guide us through leveraging all our senses to enrich our marriages. Discover how we can creatively and uniquely transform our marital bonds into lasting, wonderful, and life-giving partnerships that will honor God. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. There's a pandemic out there. Have you heard about that? It's everywhere. It's around the world. And there's obviously a serious side to it, a life and death situation to it. But also on the other hand, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved. We're freaked out about the pandemic. But I would argue there is even a greater pandemic in our world today, and that is over marriage. There is some some sickness, some, some problems, some issues about the foundation of our culture, and we don't really talk about it. If the truth were known, our, our nation, and I would say our world, is anti-marriage. Yeah. We're not pro-marriage. Yeah. Name an entity that is pro-marriage other than the church. You would be very hard-pressed to do so. You might could come up with one nuance here or one anomaly there, but for the most part, marriage isn't really the deal. Oh, now why is that? Obviously we know our great God has a great plan for every life here, and for most of us, that great plan involves marriage. God has a plan, a purpose for marriage. It's great, it's abundant. But on the other hand, the enemy has a plan for your marriage and mine. The enemy always wants to thwart the gift of God. I've had the opportunity for decades now to speak about marriage, to write about marriage, to lecture about marriage, to counsel people going through different marital issues. And I feel unqualified every time I talk about marriage. I haven't arrived yet. Lisa will tell you the same thing. (laughs) Marriage takes work, as we all know. We all face the same issues, so don't look at me and go, they must have this storybook romance 24-7. They must never have the problems or issues or arguments over the subjects that we have, and that line of thinking is false. So I'm going to talk with you, not at you. I want to share with you 
something that I've never shared before about marriage, and I'm probably going to write a book on this subject. It's called The Seven Senses of Marriage. A lot of times we use the senses reflexively. Now and then we'll use them intentionally. Just like today, I, I woke up. I woke up, opened my eyes, and I saw Lisa lying there next to me, and I heard our cat meow meow. I heard her meow. meow. Then I walked into the kitchen and smelled that coffee. Then I tasted this massive breakfast that Lisa makes for me every morning. I'm just joking. Some of the guys were like, what? No, no. I haven't had breakfast this morning. Then I thought about what was on the agenda today, this, this message. I thought about all the time and energy that I've put into this series along with our team here. And then I felt nervousness. I, I, feel, I feel anxiety every time I speak. Whenever I don't feel any anxiety, which is rare, that's when I, that's when I worry. Then, reflexively, I kissed Lisa. She was putting her makeup on, so I kissed her on the forehead and walked out of the house. So I used my eyes, right? The ears, nose, taste. I used my mind. I used these, these feelings, emotions, and touch. What if we could touch the senses every week in our marriage? Over the next several weeks, we're going to do a census on our senses. We're going to, to really get intentional about going through all of these senses. The senses that I'm going to discuss, and Lisa and I are going to do this together as well, they're not always what you think they would be. But I'll promise you something, if you're willing to work, if you're willing to, to do the hard yards, your marriage will, will be better. And I don't care how long you've been married, we all need a booster <laughs> shot. Multiple booster shots. Booster after booster after booster. But unlike the boosters that we're talking about in our culture, the, these marriage boosters actually work. They do. Again, you might be single, you might be a kid or whatever, and you're like, man, this, is, this doesn't relate to me. Are you kidding me? Well, I would beg to differ. In fact, I would say it might relate to you more so than someone like me who's been married for 40 years because it'll arm you with, with the stuff that you need as you go about this whole spouse selection process. The seven senses of marriage. Can we hit on the seven senses of marriage? I believe we can, and we're gonna discover in this journey how to do so. A friend of mine said the other day, he goes, Ed, you know, marriage is like a walk in the park. 
Jurassic Park. I said, I know what you're saying. It is in a lot of ways. Guys, when we get married, the husband loses his bachelor's degree, but a wife gains her master's degree. I do know this. I saw a guy yesterday opening a car door for a woman, and I said, hmm, that woman, A, is either his girlfriend, B, his new wife, or C, that's a new car. Marriage is not the easiest thing. It can become the greatest thing when we're willing to put forth the effort. I've got to say, though, that marriage is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what marriage is. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You hear me say all the time, because it's throughout Scripture, that marriage is the only relationship that mirrors God's relationship with his people. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And in marriage, there needs to be a death, death to self, a burial, and a resurrection. We have an opportunity, because Christ is in us, to tap in to that power, that resurrection power that brought Jesus back from the grave. It's the only power that can give us unconditional love. So think about it. We have an opportunity to reflect the gospel. What do you see when you see marriage? I would dare say most people that you, that you talk to, if you, if you just did a straw poll at your school, your office, around the neighborhood, and you ask people, hey, what is marriage? Uh, it's a platform for procreation. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it, it, it is something you just kind of do. It's the capstone of a young man or a young woman's life. And, and it's, it's, it's about romance and, and, and all those things, yeah, they're partially true, but that's not really what marriage is. Marriage is a picture, an image, a mirror of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It illustrates in human form God's love for his people. Marriage is marriage, and we're married to glorify God. When we look to Jesus, we see the gospel. When people look at your marriage and mine, they should see Jesus. Now, again, it's easy to say that. It sounds cool, but, but it's difficult on those rugged plains of reality, isn't it? We need to know what marriage is so we can know what marriage does. What is marriage anyway? Marriage is about, it's about the eyes. It's about vision. Have you ever thought about how much time we spend at, at trying to be good looking? Well, that's, that, that's cool to be good looking. As we know, looks fade, but I want you to think about spending time being good at looking. 
Where are you looking? Where are you getting your cues when it comes to marriage? It comes, it comes from the person of Jesus. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. So just a couple of things real quick. I want you in this series to use your eyes and to use your eyes when you get home to look upward. That's the first thing that will bring in a successful marriage. Look upward. I have a painting in my house that I did years ago in one of the sermons of Jesus. And I see this painting a lot. And of course, being kind of a frustrated artist, I like to critique the painting and I would change this, change that, whatever, but I'm always, the way the painting is positioned, the way I sit in this chair, I'm always looking up into the eyes of Jesus. That is where marriage happens. That's where marriage takes place. Because again, without Jesus, why even get married? The psalmist said this about looking up in Psalm 5, verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you'll hear my voice. In the morning, I'll lay my prayers before you and will, let's say it together, look up. Look up. When I look to Jesus, I'm going to see the perspective of marriage like I can't even get my, my brain around away from him. You know the eye, we, we, we have a retina in our eye, you've heard about that? When we use the retina, the world is upside down. But as it's filtered through our brain, our brain turns it right side up. Isn't that crazy? So we see everything upside down with the retina, then it goes through the brain, it inverts it. When we have Christ's perspective in our lives, when we have the mind of Christ, when we've acquiesced to Jesus Christ, we're going to see things in the flesh upside down, but because of Jesus, what happens? Our perspective changes. The mind of Christ puts things right side up. Our culture is seeing things upside down. We shouldn't expect anymore. We need a perspective, God's perspective from marriage. 
Also looking up gives us power. We can tap into the power of the Holy Spirit of God, who gives us the ability when you're in that argument, that conflict, to look to the cross. And as we see how readily we've been forgiven, it should rush us to forgive our spouse. We can walk in the presence of God as well. God is always with us. He's always looking at us. He wants us to look at him. Look up. As I was writing this, this message, I want to read something that I, that, I, that I wrote. I just was in my journal. I just started just flying through this. Marriage is more about commitment than comfort. It's more about sacredness, listen to me, than satisfaction. It's more about faith than feelings. It's more about devotion than delight. It's more about God than gratification. It's more about worship than wants. It's more about your spouse than yourself. It's more about submission than selfishness. It's more about purity than power. It's more about the gospel than gladness. It's more about holiness than happiness. Now, all those things obviously are results of having a great marriage. Are you going to be comfortable? Yeah. Satisfied? Okay. Feelings? You'll have feelings, but feelings come and go like the tides. Will you be delightful? Yeah. Will you have gratification? Yeah, sometimes. Will you have your wants and desires met? Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. It's, you know, your yourself will... We'll get some good stuff, uh, uh, selfishness, um, you know. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'm selfish and I get what I want. Power, yes, uh, uh, the, the power, that, that's always an issue with the power, who makes the choice, who makes the decisions. How about gladness and happiness? Yeah, well, you can have those in marriage, but those aren't the main things. Marriage is more for our holiness than our happiness. So people say, Ed, are you and Lisa happily married? No, we're not happily married. We have moments of happiness. We're not happily married. We are, I guess you could say, holistically married. And I say holistically in the best sense of the word. So look up. That's the first thing when it comes to, to using your eyes. Look at God's definition of marriage. Why are you married? It's about Jesus. It's about the gospel. Another thing, uh, another way we can use our eyes is look inward. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Look closely at yourselves. Test yourselves to see if you're living in the faith. Have you ever had an eye exam before? Eye exams are strange. You go in this room, a darkened room. It's just you and the doctor. He closes the door. You're like, hmm, this is kind of weird. But you want to pass the exam because it's called an exam. And he puts this weird machine, I don't know, right in your grill. And he gets closer and closer. It's really, really strange. And you can smell his coffee breath. <laughs> he talks in a soft voice. Hmm, he said. Mr. Young, did you know your left eye is set lower than your right eye? I'm thinking, no. <laughs> it doesn't affect your vision. I just thought you'd want to know. I'm thinking, oh great, I'll have an inferiority complex for the rest of my life. 
let's see here. This or that? <laughs> Go back to the first one. This or that? And I'll find myself pressing and squinting. But that's a top priority, right? Our vision, our vision. And we have a vision for so many other things. A vision at work, a vision for our kids' successes, a vision athletically, a vision if we're a hunter, a vision for a house. But do we regularly think about God's vision for the marriage, because when we look up, only God gives us the opportunity and the ability to look in. It's called being self-aware. You've heard me talk about it before. There is no way you're gonna be self-aware unless you see yourself the way Jesus sees you. It's not going to happen. But a lot of us are afraid to do that. It's like, whoa, man, I don't know about that. Because in marriage, when you look into your spouse's eyes, reflected back is who you really are. And that messes a lot of us up. No wonder we don't want to work on that. We spend all this money helping our kids become better athletes, and that's cool. Club cheer and soccer and basketball and football and on and on and on, and then we take these golf lessons and spend all of this money, and we're hunting and we're, we're, we're uh, taking trips and doing this and doing that, yet for the life of me, I look around and I'm like, why aren't these seats packed? You mean to tell me that you'll do all of that other stuff and you'll miss out on working on the most important human relationship on planet Earth? And as you look around more and more, use your eyes, you see our culture has gone totally and completely off the ranch. We're trying to redefine marriage. Tweak marriage, change marriage. I'm sorry, but your neighborhood, my neighborhood, your culture, my culture is not pro-marriage, but, but, but God is. And God's way works. So look upward, look, look inward. Do you, do you know yourself? And then look outward, look outward to your spouse. That's the third thing. Look upward, inward, and outward. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, value others as more important than yourself. None of you should look out just for your own good. Each of you should look out for the good of others. The gospel is about vision. Jesus looked at your sin and mine. He did something. He died on the cross for it. He conquered death, and Yahweh offers you the gospel. Make that decision, and make that decision today to live out the gospel in your marriage, because only then will your marriage make sense. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith 
and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Be sure to join us next time as we continue Pastor Ed Young's series, Seven Senses of Marriage, where we'll tackle developing an all-in, full-on marriage that will stand the test of time and troubles. We'll address sound communication and deal with conflict resolution. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless. God bless.